All right, all right, all right. Nelson. Optic One. What's up, man? What's up? I'm excited. Thank you for being on the American Podcast. I appreciate you. I've known you for a long time, and I was very excited to have a platform for you to talk about uh, all the things I've looked up to you for. Uh, you know, you have lots of layers to yourself. You, you know, you you were a skateboarder. You were a graffiti artist. You were an artist in general. You're a photographer. You were all so many different things at some point. And, uh, you know, with American, the brand that we're doing now, um, I know going through all those things, you've probably been through some kind of diversity, whether it's your age, being Filipino, something whether it's because you got glasses you know what i mean absolutely you know I, the glasses that's the glasses dang that diversity of glasses that's a tough gig <laughs> right it's like right. left-handed oh yeah that's a struggle i tell you those people that made those binders they hate left-handers <laughs> that diversity <laughs> <laughs> right absolutely so yeah no definitely um You've grown up in San Diego for the most part, most of your life, right? Yes, correct. And, you know, as a kid, was there any ever a time where diversity, again, whether it's your race or age or uh, religious background, kind of affect you at all? In San Diego, um, it was interesting through junior high. It was an awareness of ethnicity. Yeah. Because um, where did you go to school? Because um, we are in San Diego, if you don't know, San Diego, California. Um, Paradise Hills, uh, Bell Junior High. Okay, yeah. Tell us about what, what the experience was like at Bell Junior High for all you guys at Bell. <laughs> well, this was like in the late 80s, so it's a little different times. Okay, sure. <laughs> it's probably different now. Um, no, I... Um, there was a lot of Filipinos there. Okay. But I stood out and didn't click with them is that right yeah i, I mean I, I would imagine there's always like that they, clicky they, stuff they considered me whitewash because i wasn't your typical filipino tippy you know, filipino i had like uh, nowadays everyone has colored hair but back then everyone was using three flowers to grease it but i was just like this punker you right know, right skater punker so even being a punker you you felt that diversity being a punker in a place where you're kind of race was correct that's that's crazy to think yeah it was i mean to me it was nothing but seeing it from their eyes um it was interesting i didn't like hate them or look down upon i was like okay i see how they are now now i could be better than that sure sure not like oh i'm punk rock and you know I don't know if I'm allowed to cuss, but you forget can. those guys, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, do what you, do <laughs> but what you was, do. It was just like, okay, whatever. I, I see how they are. Like, that's them. They're going to live their life growing gray hair. I'm just going to do me, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, I, and again, I've known you for such a long time. I've, I've seen you through the diversity, whether it's it, when we were dancing as kids. I remember you'd get the two second look like, that guy looks different. Remember when I got in? I had yeah. purple hair. And I'm like, that guy? Right, <laughs> you had pants that were up here, like you, thermos, yeah, or army pants that were shorts, and I wore thermos under them. Yeah. yeah, so they're just like this guy breaks. Right, right, yeah, no, and and then you show them that that's so cool. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Speaking of your dance, there, um, you've been dancing for how long now? I don't know. There's so many levels 
<laughs> sure. Um, Are you pretty active now? Uh, not as active. I still dance. Mm-hmm. Um, but at a, a, it's a different, different, um, just a different time of your different life. Different time. time. Like, like when I started Rockstar Fresh, it was like, I'm going to do this. It was a movement. That's you right. So I mean? you started Rock So Fresh. And if you guys don't know, Rock So Fresh is a, a very respected um, b-boy group crew in San Diego. And they've been out for, what, 15, 20 years now? Well, since 2001. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. That's, that's a long time. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, st- so starting with starting um, that crew, uh, what, what did you have in mind when you started it? It, it was definitely uh, to keep the artistic side, not non-competitive, um, and competitive dance, but more focused on uh, rhythm, having soul, being funky, and um, just to keep artistic as a dancer, not so much a hip-hop b-boy crew, if that makes any sense. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I think when we were growing up, there they had those crews that were all identically, like, they were almost all the same. Correct. You know what I mean? They... There was no diversity in that in, in their crew. Well, it's they were, kind of crazy. They were following a certain path, but we were just, you know, they were following like the trend, the fad. We were just like, we're just gonna do this. Right. This is what we like to do. To try to be different, not even try to be different. Do, do different because that's what we were. So it was awesome. It was awesome to grow up with someone like you because you were different. I knew I could be different if I wanted to. You know, what I mean, I could have colored hair. I had red hair when, <laughs> when it right. went to prom. prom. <laughs> So That's I mean, it, it was cool, really cool to grow up with someone like you. You know what I mean? With you, your brother Saul. I mean, you guys were always different in the way that wasn't weird. Like you were able to embrace who you were, and uh, I really respect you for that. All right, we appreciate that. We're, we're just we're just artist breed, you know. And yeah, yeah. I'm glad we can. I don't know. It's interesting. Like we just do what what we believe in. Sure. Um, I think as being in the, my dad was in the military, I think that kind of helped. Just yeah. accepting whatever. Not trying to be diverse. We didn't even know what that word was when we were kids. We just accepted. Sure. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And I just adapted that. to it. We just learned to adapt. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, you come from big, pretty big family. Um, uh, how many siblings did you have? There's five Four. of you guys? Four? Four. For you guys, yeah, okay, four. yeah, all different age ranges, and and you know, with the dad in the military and all, um, probably made you travel a little bit. What other places did the military take you? <laughs> Nowhere. <laughs> Nowhere. <laughs> military family. You didn't go anywhere. Your 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 dad was lucky enough to stay in San Diego. That's true. That's How awesome! True. I was only in for four years, and I was in a bunch of different places. Mm-hmm. So, for your dad <laughs> to never go anywhere, he was a lucky man. Absolutely. But we met a lot of his friends that were from everywhere. Yeah. So that kind of helped. Sure. Sure. Well, so you're not necessarily a first generation Filipino, right? I really don't understand it, all those... Yeah, I'm going to say first generation is first born here because your dad, I would believe, he was first born here, so he would have been first generation. Okay, So, So, yeah, so I would think maybe in the time that you were growing up, most of the people that 
you grew up with and went to school with were first generation and you were second generation. So at that point, maybe you were American or maybe some people call it whitewashed. And I know you've used that already, but, um, you know, in my head, it's just American. and Maybe people are just getting used to it. Maybe. I mean, I heard, uh, first gen try to be Americanized. So we could fit in sure, and be prideful of, of, of being part of something per se. Like, yeah. We're Filipino, Filipino from the Philippines, but we could also be American too. Right. And that that was never my concern. It was always like I I always loved culture, un, un, subconsciously. It's, I always loved culture, so I didn't care who you were, where you're from. I just wanted to that's awesome. understand you. Yeah, that's awesome. Because I mean, I I think as a kid, I I think there were times when. Uh, maybe I wasn't American enough. Uh, maybe with the Filipino groups, maybe I wasn't Filipino enough. But all I knew was to be American. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the culture, like I'm eating rice, I'm eating adobo, and I'm eating a hamburger for my next meal. You know what I mean? That's what I know to be American. And I think we, we've kind of like grew up in the same way. Right? Like like we, we appreciated our culture, our background, but then we appreciated eating Mexican food. We appreciated oh, eating yeah. Italian course, food. Course, it, yes. Burgers all day, you know what I mean? But Mexican food, I tell you, we got down with some Mexican food. I think we just love food. Yeah, true, true that. And that's telling now. But we were so skinny. We were so skinny way back when. I would tell you, this big boy was was nice and uh, we also, lean. We were also dancing right after school, four in the afternoon to four in the morning. Oh, true that. We were dancing all night. That was life. Dance was life. And it's so cool to see it's still happening now. So when you go to events now, do, do, can you appreciate it the same way you did 20 years ago? Yes. I'll wow. say yes. What was the long pause all about? <laughs> I was trying to remember how I, how I, my school of thought was back then. Right, right. Because it's different from today. Yeah, I have well, I dance as an outlet now, opposed to I'm gonna create a movement. I'm gonna teach. Now it's it's really solely for me where I need. I want to create. Gotcha, gotcha. So you're creating for the art. When at this point you probably see people that dance to perform. Correct. Typically. Correct. Yeah. So I, I remember that like a lot of the freestyle wasn't necessarily freestyle. It was, uh, it was rehearsed dance boom movements that they were just practicing they're doing it for as a showcase right opposed to just doing it like expressing themselves sure that's kind of hard to explain but you can understand that they were because they're all expressing for themselves sure you know but i think uh ultimately they were possibly just showcasing got it got it showcasing showcasing would be a great description i tell you Thinking back in the days, we used to dance all day. I know you still do and kind of in the scene still. But I do remember what was so great about it was the diversity. So uh, I hate to go back to diversity no, all the time. Yeah, back. But sure. yeah, it was everything. I mean, we were from a crew called Play School Society. And right. we, had a, we, had a, we had every kind of ethnic background there was. And so with that being said, we, we lived. We, it's almost like we lived everyone's culture. In, in that crew it was so cool that we ate each other's food you know what i mean like yeah. it was yeah. it was cool we helped each other they brought something in to where that brought us to an awareness like oh that was cool <laughs> yeah 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 something maybe we wouldn't have eaten or heard or exposed ourselves to mm-hmm. so that was really cool um in, in the past on the podcast we've talked we've heard about uh 
like brotherhoods. Like I felt like that crew back then was a brotherhood of people just getting together, creating things and making things happen. We had each other's back. It was super cool. I think that's what, that was our backbone that carried on from play school. And then I carried on Rock So Fresh. That's awesome. That's, that's really what it was that, what captured the essence. It was the brotherhood of like, because we all had our diversity and individual experiences, but to bring that to the crew, it was, it just kind of made it more accepting and made it a stronger foundation. That's cool. And look how strong that's gone. It's gone, you know, 19 years, 18 years. Yeah. And yeah, you guys have been all around the world. Um, you've done lots of things. Is there anything that stands out as far as that Rock So Fresh time and, and your experiences will, would be like the highlight of, of that time frame? Um, I think to answer that, it's interesting because I traveled and see dancers like recently or not recently one friend i knew when i would move to arizona and i saw a mother there and a daughter and i and the mother was a teacher and she had a sheet of like a quiz of like who the grandfather of hip-hop name one popping move one dances and the daughter was like oh this is a fishtail uh-huh. and i'm thinking i wonder where she learned that from because the move wasn't like solely mine but for teaching reasons I put that term into a move. Right. And it wasn't like it was never done before I created it, but I put it together where this is what so just it's a to, reference. as a reference to, mm-hmm. to, to learn. I call it a fishtail. And then this girl way over in Arizona that actually the mom moved there to teach, which was actually from like Utah. Wow. And I'm like, okay, that, that was interesting. Like, like, uh, not so much a pat on the back, but it was like, it's interesting how culture can move in that sense. And she's teaching history, but not necessarily know where that came from. Right. That dance culture is really strong. It's really strong. I mean, uh, whether you're a B-boy, you're doing hip hop choreo, you're doing, it, it sounds like worldwide, it just, it oh, can flow. Absolutely. And so, and so, yeah, hearing a story like that something that you did and referenced and it going through all the you know the united states and coming back to you and you hearing it that's got to be pretty and not cool. knowing who she was talking to like oh right i was right. humble enough i didn't say oh that's you know i was just kind of like it just it just i just stopped and thought i'm like wow that's kind of kind of intense like that's cool <laughs> it's almost like when you created a word like if you created awesome and everyone started using awesome Kind of in that sense, right? Yeah. Like, whoa. <laughs> I started that, but I can't prove it, but I did. Yeah, I mean. Right. It's Just cool. it, yeah. And it's like even a dance move. I remember a certain move I would do, and I'd go, oh, yeah, I'd, I, I couldn't necessarily claim it as my own, but I would just do it and go, oh, that was kind of cool that I did a hopping 90 or something like that. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And then start seeing that later. Again, same thing. I probably didn't invent it. But I sure didn't see it. Correct. So at, at that point, that was my invention. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So cool, man. Um, so you're back in San Diego. What are you up to these days? Um, create uh, a lot. A lot. A lot. <laughs> you're, are you in the arts still? I'm, I'm, I'm that artist breed. You know, if it's not doing visual art, uh, audio, whether it's music. Physical art, dancing, or skating. Um, 
always creative been, uh, writing. I always have to have some outlet to, to push, keep me alive. Sure, sure. Um, I know uh, some of us still meet meet up like at some of the art meetups. Some of the what, what is that? Uh, Writer uh, art night. Yeah, storytellers. Storytellers. Yeah. yeah, storytellers is awesome. It's cool, uh, you know. After so many years, we could all still get together and pick up a conversation like we didn't miss a beat. It was great. That's it, awesome. It, 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 for those that's listening, what it was is we had our circle of friends that were all artists, but in different mediums. We had uh, a bookum who who does movies now, by the way. But he yeah, was, I uh, heard that's awesome. He, he works for a, a company that. Uh, renders 3D, um, and then we have Storm, of course, the Storyteller King right there. Storyteller yeah. King, we want him to come out on American Podcast, but he's, he might be scared, so this is your call-out. Storm! <laughs> uh, Mame, the DJ, Saki, the graffiti artist, uh, my brother Saul, he was an artist um, yeah. doing comics, so we had a lot of different mediums of art, so we came together and just kind of like helped each other and mold and uh, like this art community and, and help each other grow. So it was cool seeing the, the diversity within just the medium of art, being artists. Right, right. So anything that could bring you all together, that's that's diversity. That, that's cool. So no matter what you are, who you are, um, I love that. Yeah. I love that. I, and again, I love being able to still meet up and, and, and see you guys. I'm not the artist as you all were, but I, I love just being that part of Everyone, I love supporting all you artists out there. Oh, yeah. It's, I think ultimately, like, for me, it helped me find who I am and where I am, where I was, where I am, and where I'm going. So I had a pull. I've learned I had a pull from everything to really understand. I'm just going to say, lack of words, like style. Right. A lifestyle or art style, whatever. And be able, now that I have that foundation, be able to grow from that and just be me and not follow anything or just be able to express my part flowing from everything that I've experienced. That's what makes you you. That's awesome. Well, again, thank you for being on the American Podcast where we are, where diversity is our culture. Um, you know, I know you got a lot going on, but definitely feel free to stop in anytime, share some stories, share some events that are going on in your life. Oh, for because, sure. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> Doing a lot. Cool, man. A- anything, uh, how can people find you? Um, on Instagram, Aaron. Yeah, I remember that. Foride underscore Aaron. Um, that's pretty much it. Um, yeah, I, I believe. I think we were talking outside. You potentially want to uh, create something, whether it's a podcast or YouTube channel. Is that something in the future? Uh, it, it's on the, the the side plate, the appetizer plate, not on my. Oh, I know. It's not my plate. You you yet. got lots of stuff moving for <laughs> sure, but yeah. And moving in general, you know, um, to be more diverse. I'm trying to move out of the country and, and grow more. That's right. You were. What are you trying to move to? Just kind of. Hush, hush, but on the hush, hush, but trying to move anyway. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Well, I know you've always wanted to go to Australia, so maybe Australia on the on the map. That there. was one of them. Okay. Ireland, Ireland, and Australia was one of them. Hopefully, I could pick up or uh, perfect my lang- my other languages, um, you know, German or Japanese. Sure. Right now, it's just gonna be English speaking countries. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's a little easier. Yeah, absolutely. All right, cool. Again, welcome and thank you for being on the American Podcast. Thank I appreciate you. you. See you next time. Play school for life. Peace. <laughs> nice. That's cool. cool. Was that good? I feel like. Okay. There we go. Yeah, if you move it up. I yeah, because then you start going to the side. One, two. Okay. All right. All right. All right, so how do we jump into it? Okay, so uh, as far as culture goes, um, has the art community and art background got helped you with diversity? Absolutely. Uh, for one, help understanding myself, and two, understanding my students. Right, and it when is, you say students, you're talking about dance or art? Yeah, and, and, um, yeah as an instructor, understanding students, um, maybe um, workshops or whatnot, or and, and it helped actually just meeting people outside when I travel, just to travel. I've been to, you know, numerous places. And um, just through art, you know, understanding art, you, you, you tend to understand the reasons why you are who you are and why people do the things they do, and it's okay. Right. You know, it's like you see someone that's weird, and you're like, why is he weird? Oh, that person's weird. But now you see them like, hey, that's kind of cool because you, you tend to appreciate their experiences and their background. I and, totally and feel it you. helps you understand who you are. Sure, sure. And how you can relate to that or, or not, you know, but at least now that you're aware of who you are, what you like or don't like. Right, right. Is there any anything uh, or anyone in particular that stands out, like a story or anything like that? Um, I'll, I'll say it as a gist when you do... When I learned from art history, you know, you might like Picasso and love Picasso, but then you might see Rothko and be like, hey, that's interesting. That's a whole different style. What about that? Is that that I like? And then you tend to bring, pull that into your, to your influences. Yeah, yeah. So well, like dancing, you know, I like style, like footwork. But then you see my brother who does power, and I'm like, hey, that's, Okay, I'm kind of open to that now because now I could add that to my style and twist it and, and now I could do power and, and footwork, you know, or, or just like angles that he does, you know. So you, you, you're open, to, you're going to be, the more you open yourself to it, the more diverse you become. Oh, yeah, I feel that. Um, I guess I could think back to when we were kids again and... Uh, you know, I'm listening to a lot of R&B, I'm listening to a lot of hip-hop, and, and that's not necessarily music that you listen to, you know. You introduced me to, uh, like, The Smiths and Morrissey. Matter of fact, you'll be here in October. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, that was a real cool thing to, to add to my repertoire, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. My appreciation for music, for life. And music says a lot, too. You know, you might be a hip-hop person, and you, I'm all about hip-hop, but what, what from hip-hop does it come from? It could be rock samples, jazz samples. You might even know it. Right. When you start listening to jazz, you're like, hey, this stuff's actually cool. You know, so yeah. music pulls a lot of, a lot of diverse oh, cultures. Oh, yeah. Cultures. Oh, yeah, definitely. Some, like you're saying, someone's like, oh, this hip-hop is so sick, but it's derived from somewhere. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. That is so cool. Yeah, I never really pieced that together, but yeah, music and, and for be, sure. And that's the beauty of hip-hop, where it, it comes from different cultures, the diversity in hip-hop itself, what makes, that's the beauty of hip-hop. Right. You know, it's not just pulling within hip-hop, 
not just from the streets, because, you know, actually it does pull from the streets, but what's from the streets, you see people from around the world, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. So, it's very diverse. Yeah, yeah. I know breaking, breaking, um, b-boying all came from the Bronx, from New York, and that diversity, it was crazy. Can you uh, talk a little bit, bit about that? Uh, from my understanding, okay, um, musically done in the 70s, you got to think there was disco. In New York, there was a lot of um, people that are Latin, Latin-based, you know, so they brought a lot of salsa, you know, like that whole. Um, then you have, like, uh, people, other people from the Bronx that are, like, um, African beats, you know, or, or Jamaican beats. So you have, like, that funk, that soul funk, like James Brown. And yeah. Then, and then it came from, like, the time of, like, uh, the 70s, uh, or set, coming out from the 60s with the war. So it was kind of rock. So you could add this rock feel to, like, Congo beats, you know, yeah. that fusion. So it, it brought a different feel of funk, you know. So, yeah. So bringing those cultures for its times, um, politically, um, and the hardship of the ugly, you know, and the poor. So they pulled a lot of, like, you know, I guess diverse cultures. <laughs> cultures, you yeah. Know, yeah. And, um, of all mediums. Hip hop for sure is diversity. Yeah. And it's purest. It's because you have the music, you have the people, you have people that are low income, you know what I mean? You have people that have struggled with uh, possibly poverty and uh, oh, definitely. Definitely. drugs. I mean, you hear it in the music, you know what I mean? Gangs, drugs, those kind of that potentially could be, you know, started a little, you start seeing it more so in the 80s and even in the 90s where hip-hop kind of is transforming into something else, but that's what was so cool about hip-hop. You could make it into whatever, and even now, like, some people will say it doesn't sound the same. Obviously, it doesn't, but that diversity made it into something what it is now. Of course, of course. And there's appreciation there. A lot of fans, a lot of supply and demand. People want to hear it, so. Oh, yeah. I mean, in the 70s, you'd have had, um, you know, when they had shows of the rappers was after the punk rock show or the punk rock show was after the hip-hop show. So you had those two just blending in together right there. And come out, out of that, you know, like, you know, like Freak Show. Yeah, know. Freak Show. Yeah, uh, Shout-outs to Freak Show. Yeah. I mean, you know, we were the traditional hip-hoppers. Then there was, um, what is it? I want to say Cabbage Patch Kingdom. They were like, it was like a goth, goth b-boy, you know what I mean? Right. Bringing the dark side of b-boy, you know? Yeah. And now, like, you have, like, houseers, they're bringing more of the, the poppy, like, not poppy, but, you know, they're bringing so, dance now is, cra is crazy because there's so much diversity into it, and they're just pulling from every avenues of different uh, cultures, um, uh, regions, uh, backgrounds, and, and so it's all appreciated because it's all... Right, so, so cool. it's appreciated, yeah. but at some point, do you f ever feel like it's washed out? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. But that's its nature. Yeah, there has to be. Well, wait, what do you mean the washed out? Uh, washed out from maybe some what wasn't original. So it originally started in this way, and now you see it this way. Do you appreciate it more on the original side, or do you see it more at the fusion side of where it is now? Um, now, now I appreciate both sides. Nice. At first, you have to learn 
the foundation to appreciate the foundation. And you, you definitely grow from that. You can't just be this. And if everyone was that, then there's no growth. Right. So there has to be diversity. And then you learn to appreciate, like, you know, I can't do that. Someone could do that. So, you know, I appreciate someone being able to do that stuff. Right. So, like, a, a DJ appreciates all the where, where they start as far as their music goes and their mm-hmm. musicality starts at a certain place. And then once they get more advanced, they start appreciating maybe the, the music they hear, the sound effects, um, just because they know how hard it is. So I, I would imagine a DJ could really appreciate from start to finish as far as, um, I don't know, how hip-hop has been or whether it's techno techno or whatever music they come from. Absolutely. Just feeling the lot. Like when I started DJing, like I had to feel the crowd. You know, if they just wanted like NWA, you know, play that. But you have, that simple. But if you have different people going in, they want to dance to this, they want to dance to that, you got to fill them out. And you got to have such a spectrum of music, you know. Like, yeah. And, you know, you could say, oh, I'm a hip hop DJ. But if they want to hear rock, as a job of DJ, play something that has maybe a rock feel, you know. Right, yeah. Hard feel. As a D, I, I, I've never been a DJ, but I have to imagine it's such a hard gig. You have to move the people. Music moves people, and if no one's on the dance floor, you're not moving people. Yeah, you gotta feel them, and they gotta feel you. So, you know, you gotta understand them. You gotta have diversity. You gotta understand those people. You know, you, it, it's not all about you. You could even have a hip hop night. You can even have a rock night, but you never know who's walking to that door and want to dance to what. And you, you know, they'll walk away and you'll be like, well, I'm going to play whatever I want to play. Right. It's not about you. That's right. I mean, in my school of thought, there are DJs that would be like, I'm it's hip hop not, so I'm just only going to play hip hop. <laughs> right. That's fine. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Yeah. It's probably not the best thing to do as a DJ, especially as a paid DJ. You know, you're really there to um, accommodate everyone that's in there. Um, like you're saying, notice who walks into the door. You know, you might have some college kids that maybe don't know about some 70s breaks or, you know, Absolutely. something like that. I mean, you can still keep it your theme. You know, you have all the way to the left and you have all the way to the right. So anything in between, you could play. All right, all right. You know, if that makes sense. Yeah. You have any uh, other stories potentially about uh, diversity at this point? Um, I'm still growing. I'm still learning a lot of cultures and not so much cultures as in like oh you know um countries cultures but like the new generation cultures yeah texting you emojis you know what i mean like <laughs> it's a whole nother language it's a whole different language and yeah. you know all this whole new slang so you know i can't i'm like a wannabe linguist so i'm like you have to be proper <laughs> but if, if, if those people can't express themselves articulately through their um the lexicon, you know, of, of the vocabulary of like urban dictionary to like, you know, English dictionary, you know, how am I going to understand them? You know, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm still learning in terms of diversity of generations. Oh, yeah, that that's that could be a whole nother podcast in its own. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, shoot, we could have we could have an 18 year old kid, we oh, have a I'm 30 year old, we and, could have a 40 year old. And I'm usually could adapt to like older people and really young kids. Right. You know, I'm in my fourth century now, 40th century now. So. 
<laughs> and I'm trying. I'm like, wow, I've really got to learn. Like, you know, my my little cousins and nieces and nephew. I'm like, oh, I feel so distant from them. But hanging out with them, I'm like, okay, I'm understanding them now. Catch you know? up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. kind of it's kind of cool, you know. Yeah. yeah, I guess it's like how I'm with my kids. Like, listen to music now. Like, yeah. I, I know what's new, probably because yeah. of them. And you know, our parents' generation are like, that's garbage. That's not music. Oh yeah, I What's appreciate that. That's everything. not music, but like, you know what I mean. And nowadays, I'm hearing like K-pop, and I'm like, that's not music. You can't mess with that. But then, as you start to think about it, pull I it back. Appreciate like, that. That's actually like okay. I have to accept that. You know, like it's not about me. It's all right. about being. You and know, a, if that makes sense. And appreciate that artist. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Awesome. Well, I think we're wrapped. We have a. I think we have enough content. What do you think? You got anything else you want to share? <laughs> I'm a lot. I'm a lot. But, All right, um, we'll, we'll keep it as is. <laughs> we'll we'll save it for the next one. All right. Well, we got an ending, so thank cool. you for uh, being here. Thank you for having me. Yes, thank you for being a part of the American podcast, where our culture, er, or our diversity is our culture, and uh, we're here at Picture Flicks. Thank you, Picture Flicks, for having us. Let us use your studio. See ya. Peace. Dun, 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 dun.